Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Carefully you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to episode 108 of Boot to the Face Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rucker. I'm here with Marty Vasquez. We are smack dab in the middle of fall. Storms and all kind of bad weather rolling through the state of Georgia last night. We had tornadoes everywhere. There's a hurricane down in Louisiana again. Louisiana, Texas. Those people have been in a really bad way, so, you know thoughts and prayers with all those people down there going through all that because that's i don't think they've recovered from the last one before they got hit with this one um so if you have any family or anything down there check on them hopefully everybody's all right but here we are boot to the face episode 108 marty how the hell are you i'm not gonna lie man i'm exhausted as all hell i don't know what it's been but this week's been a toll on me um just tired exhausted work everything um, but other than that, I can't really complain too much. Even though exhausted from work, work's still been good. Um, playoffs are going strong, both NBA and MLB. Braves. Packers, Packers have a bye week, so that's nice to rest up. Um, Braves, Dodgers starts tomorrow. Oh, NLCS, I hope for every single season. And I love it. Is that a Coors Light trophy? Yeah, it's a. Uh... Is that for champion to piss beer drinking or something? <laughs> what the hell no, is that? It's, uh, this is great audio. It's um, it's my fantasy football championship. The the second year I had my my local league that I run here, we used to get trophies, but the company went out of business. But the year I won, that's that's the trophy they made. I'll show it to you. It's it's pretty dope actually. Like it's got my name plate on it. The year I won, like the name of my team. That's pretty cool. Beer bottles and it was only like forty a, bucks too. I think I would, I would have put some new labels on that Coors Light. Well, it was either that or Miller Light, and I think at the time I was enjoying Coors Light more than Miller Light. But I mean, I'm not a beer drinker, so yeah. Actually, I think they had a Yingling one. I probably should have got Yingling. And that's the but, Georgia League. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But now we have a belt that we pass around. So I'm not gonna lie, man. I want. I, I. I am upset that I couldn't be in the league this year. Um, I'm coming back next year. I hope everybody knows that. Come back. I haven't won the belt. We've had the belt like five or six years now, and I haven't. That was the last time I won. It was 2012. So I've run a league for eight years now and haven't fucking won. Like I was getting to the finals or the semifinals every year. I don't think I made the playoffs the last two years. Like my my drafting has been absolute shit the last couple years. Um, But here's to a different year. Speaking of football, man, what do you think about all these COVID outbreaks and cancellations and just we talked about it last week and now it seems like it's getting worse the titans just can't seem to get right and now the patriots can't get right can't get right yeah so what do you think you think you're still feeling confident we're going to get the whole season in yeah i do um they just if they get to and keep going further they're just gonna have to tell the titans hey man y'all are out this year <laughs> you can't just kick them out. It sucks for everybody else playing against them, but if they're the if they're the fucking culprits who causing all these other outbreaks, 
you got to cut it off at the head, man. Like, you can't put the rest of the league at risk because of one fucking team because they can't keep the shit straight. What the fuck are they doing up there? They're running around, like, licking doorknobs and passing around the same chewing gum? Like, how hard is it? Like, okay, look, I understand we're in a pandemic, and I understand it's an airborne virus and stuff like that. But, like, I work out in the public. I deal with hundreds of people a day. I have a mask on. I keep my distance as much as I can, you know, and I knock on wood, haven't got it yet. My wife got it, but there's four people in my household. Only one person has had it. It doesn't seem like it should, I want to be careful here. It doesn't seem like it should be that hard to avoid, although millions of people are contracting it. But, you know, judging by social media, a lot of those people that are contracting it are just being careless. So I don't know. I don't make millions of dollars and I managed to, make sure I can still go to work because I don't get paid if I have COVID and I'm out for two weeks. You know what I mean? Like you would think it would be a bigger priority. Like I don't, we don't know the specifics, so I need to be careful with what I say, but it seems like after the first four or five breakouts they had, they should have all just went home and fucking stayed away from people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't get it, man. It's, it's, Here's the thing, like especially with these leagues and sports and everything like that, you know the high risk that there is, and you know what's going on. Like, why aren't you doing everything possible so you don't have to deal with any issues? Mm. It, it's just like, come on, take every it, excessive precautions. Um, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, did you have any? Any random merch purchases this week? Since you were um, big money heavyweight last week. And it, those all came in. Um, we got a stack of those figures. So I got my – those came in. got the the New Day. I got the um, Elite 79s that came in. I Basically, I got, I got the whole damn figures. got the New Day. So Xavier Woods <laughs> and Kofi. I, mean, I already have the Kofi. Xavier Woods and Big E. I got my Randy Orton finally. Got my Ro- I got a couple different Roman Reigns. Um, just because I haven't got any of the elites, so they they, could, they don't come out here, man. I don't, I, when I say like they don't come out here, they yeah. don't. We don't get shit out here. Um, I got, I got. I found that Randy Orton at Walmart the other day, and I had to get it. It was you know Walmart. I I'm gonna sound like a dumbass with this because I'm sure most figure collectors and fig hunters know Walmart's like fourteen ninety six for those figures out here, and they're twenty bucks at Target. I've been buying this shit from Target. For the longest now, mainly because my Walmarts don't have shit most of the time. But I was at a different Walmart for work, and I was like, "Oh shit, look at that, Randy Orton." Let me grab that him and that tight ass fade he's got going on. Right, exactly. So I got, I got the Randy Orton as well. Um, I got the Roman Reigns seventy nine. I got Roman Reigns top pick. I picked up the Brie Bella because it was on ringside for like dog cheap. And yeah. I was like, well, you know, and that goes with the Nikki Bella, so might as well keep the pair together. I, and then I finally got all the Ghostbusters to finish out. Because I've been looking for the Ghostbusters and just haven't wanted to pull the trigger on them. Um, because you got to pay for them no matter what, because you're not going to find them anywhere. So I already had the Cena, but I got the Rock, Austin, and, and HBK to come in. And then this week was the New York Comic Con. And so Funko had their virtual con. Um, I cleaned up, man. I got a shit ton of figure, or pop figures. I got a Robin Sparkles from How I Met Your Mother for the oh New York God. exclusive. Like, boom, damn right. 
Oh yeah. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> I got another another Baby Yoda. So that one's I got I got so far I got all those collections. That's coming back on soon, isn't it? Yes, sir. And then I got this is the cool one. This is the one that I, thought, I wasn't sure I was gonna be able to get because I thought I was gonna sell out pretty quickly. Um, but I got the six inch Andre the Giant Fezzik from Princess Bride. Yeah. But then I got a bunch of other ones. I got um, a Nightwing that was exclusive. I got uh, a Ron Weasley from World Cup Harry Potter figure, and as well like a house figure. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's basically what my extent of my um, purchases this week went to. I didn't get anything this week. I, I'm not buying. St- well, I take that back. I got the Randy Orton, but I made the decision a while ago that I'm not just gonna buy up everything. I'm only gonna buy like my favorites. And shit like that. I've been talking about that for months. I mean, if it's something like the Vader figure that I got a couple weeks ago, I will. I got this Fiend figure hanging on my wall, but it's not going to stay there. I'm either going to give it away or because I don't want to open it and display it loose because I don't really give a fuck about the Fiend. Like, I just thought it'd be a cool figure to have. And now that I got it, I don't really like it. So, (laughs) but um, I was cleaning my trunk out and completely, you know, since I moved, I had a lot of shit in my trunk. I had a couple figures in there, like a couple Becky Lynch basics that I bought throughout time. And then the uh, the Nikki Bella Chase that Eric Brown sent me that I was thinking about the other day and then forgot that it was in my trunk. And I also have a Divas title that came in like a little, uh, I bought a ringside collectibles like title collection a couple years ago. And uh-huh. there was a Divas title and I had nobody to put it on. But now that I got the Nikki Bella out there, she's wearing the, Diva's title. I got her next to John Cena. So hopefully hopefully those two motherfuckers can get along and not cause a commotion on my display over there because yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't buy any random merch. I will. I'm looking at right now um, and I want to apologize. I, I can't think of the guy's name that won our giveaway. The Micro Brawlers. Mm-hmm. I still haven't sent them out because I'm awful at mail and stuff. Well, one, because I was really busy the first week. And two, the second week, I hadn't found them yet from the move. And I just found them a couple of days ago. And I still haven't mailed them off. So I got to get better at that. And I still have to send Dez a like, care package. I have a lot of the shit for the care package to send to Canada. And I haven't done that. So I really got to get my shit together. Hey, quick question for you. Do you think the, the Cowboys defense will step up today? Or do you think it's going to be absolute dog shit against the Giants? So if you listen, which you don't, but if you're a Cowboys fan and you listen to Full Press Cowboys, my Cowboys podcast, you will hear an incredible stat that I laid out there. Opposing quarterbacks against the Dallas Cowboys this season have a higher quarterback rating than Patrick Mahomes combined. Meaning, if you're a quarterback and you play against the Cowboys, you're better than Patrick Mahomes that day. So no, I don't. I would not start them if I were you. If they do, hell, it'll be a surprise. They might just because Daniel, Daniel Jones sucks and they're playing the Giants' awful fucking pass rush. But at the same time, I don't know what to expect with those motherfuckers. So I wouldn't do it if I were you. I hope you don't. And then they like, score like 30. Here's the thing. Like one of my, my defenses is on bye week and my other defenses is fucking postponed. So double bye. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard deciding who's going to do what just because – of COVID and yeah, it's, it's, I have one team where I have to make like decisions based on if the game happens or not on Tuesday. 
and then if it doesn't happen, like I'm fucked. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is uh Le'Veon Bell back season. this week, man. Yeah, I picked oh, you know, him up we'll, in we'll, my we'll, league. We'll get that to later. I don't know why. Yeah, I picked him up. I feel like a lot of people are like, well, if you win the championship during COVID, like in real life and on fantasy, I feel like it's harder just because yeah, of all the shit you got to navigate. Like, I think if you win a championship this year, real life or fantasy wise, like you earn that shit. Um, so, yeah, what we'll do, uh, we'll go ahead and speed to a break right now. And then when we come back, we'll get into some wrestling. We got a lot of wrestling news that happened this week. We'll get into that and much more on Boot to the Face, episode 108. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Boot to the Face, episode 108. Fresh off the first day of the WWE's draft, Marty. Anything surprise you coming from the first day of drafts? Anything surprise me? Um, the WWE just said, fuck you guys. We're gonna do what we want. Um, they they unceremoniously broke up the new day. Just so fucking random. But not gonna lie, we were on the Talkamania uh, stream for FPC Boys on Friday while it was happening, and I got on Twitter and saw that it happened. But then when I went back and watched the show. It was so clear that it was gonna happen. Like right. Kofi and Biggie, Kofi and uh, Xavier. Xavier just show up out of nowhere, and then they win the tag titles and they're all celebrating. And once Stephanie McMahon started talking, I was like, "Oh fuck, here come that fuck shit." So, Biggie's on SmackDown. Kofi and Woods are on Raw. The New Day is no more. What? What the fuck is going on, Marty? Like, what's gonna happen with it? I have no idea. I, I mean, obviously, I think that they're doing this to give a push to Big E, but I feel like they could have did that with him, with the New Day still being there. Yeah. I mean, they're the most over team in the last decade. I love the Usos, but the New Day, they're at a whole new – I think that I think like the Usos are a better tag team wrestlers, but the New Day, they're, the, what they did popularity-wise and how they got over is far and above anybody else. Um. And there's no, there was no, there was no reason to break them up. Like it just doesn't make sense. They could have absolutely kept going with him still being there, with them being there with him. Um, did they not remember that Kofi was champion for like ten months? And I mean, come on, dude. I, I, other than that, it's like it was just like, really? Why? There's no reason to it. I tell you what, the one thing I will say I like about it is the fact that nobody had to turn in order to break them up. Like they they're broken up out of necessity. They're broken up out of being drafted and you know, their job. So the fact that cuz I was really worried watching it the way Biggie's facial expressions were, I was worried that he was about to turn like when Stephanie was like and to smackdown Big E and he kind of backed away. I had flashbacks of Seth Rollins turning on the shield right there. I was like, oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And they didn't. And we still got one more match with them where somebody could turn. And honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Kofi and Woods turn on him if somebody was going to turn since they're the ones leaving to make him an even bigger baby face. But I'll say this. I feel like SmackDown is the wrong show for him because he's not about to sniff the world title with Roman Reigns there anytime soon. No, Especially if everybody all. wants Roman versus The Rock. You're talking 
after WrestleMania before he even gets in title contention. So yeah, you're looking at maybe SummerSlam. Yeah, of next year. So that's damn near a year away. So I think I think Raw would have been a way better place for him. Um, another one. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's you know Seth Rollins to SmackDown was interesting. Uh, no, like they it just... wasn't. Can I tell you why? I'm Hold on. Cut you off, no, no. Man. It wasn't the fact that he was going to SmackDown. It was the fact that they're bringing Mysterios with them. Yeah, they drafted a whole fucking storyline. Like, uh, you know, I don't mind. I actually like the fact he's going to SmackDown. Um, but, like, fuck, dude. I'm done with the Mysterio storyline. This shit's been going on for eight months, and it hasn't gone anywhere. It'll be interesting to see Rollins and, and Roman's uh, interaction, though, with Roman's new persona he's got the way he's treating his cousin you think there's room in the faction for seth no it's gonna be fantastic when he when he was with here's what's gonna happen seth's gonna come up to him and do the whole hey big dog champion congrats brother like this is my brother in arms and roman's gonna do the whole bitch get the fuck away from me it's our past dude i ain't got time for you who are you again we were that was those that was fucking middle school bro i'm in high school now dog Monday Night here. Messiah. This is Friday, bitch. <laughs> that 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 first interaction. I think he has to like he has to brush him off. Like, bitch, I don't even give my family time. You think I'm gonna give you time? Don't fuck. Honestly, out. I think they should keep them apart. Like, if they want Seth to continue being a heel, running up against Roman and Roman just bullying him around ain't gonna make him a heel. Like, I think they should just completely keep them separate. They got a lot of heels on SmackDown. Maybe now. this is the place for Big E. Now that I'm for thinking now. about it, you for got now. fucking Rollins, you got Corbin, you got Roman. You have Sheamus. Corbin for now. Corbin's not going to stay there. Corbin's going to Raw. I'm predicting that Corbin's going to Raw. Uh, Sasha and Bailey had a match, which I actually enjoyed. I knew it wasn't going to be a finish. I figured they would be at Hell in a Cell, but if that's a preview to what their Hell in a Cell match is going to be like, I mean, we already knew it, but I'm here for it. Sasha, what's this? Three years in a row, Sasha's been in a Hell in a Cell match. This will be—I don't know if it's exactly three years in a row, but I know it'll be. Uh, she'll have she a Hell in a Cell last match year. with every every member of the Four Horsemen. I, I feel like she was with Charlotte the year before. No, her and Charlotte was a few years ago when they were trading the Raw title back and forth. It was like that 2016. Was oh yeah, because twenty eighteen Becky was champ. That was the Becky Ronda start. That's right. So yeah, twenty seventeen I think it was so. But, yes, yeah, she'll have a, you know, there's only been three women's Hell in a Cell matches, and she, Sasha's in all of them. She's 0-2 right now, though. So She's about to be 1-2. Thank God. I'm so ready for her to beat you. I'm, I just want my girl Sasha to get what she deserves as the best female wrestler and get a run with the title without fucking losing it on her first defense. Well, how, how pissed off are you going to be when she wins the title? And then Charlotte shows up and challenges her right away, and they give it to her. They're like, we're going to throw an evolution, too, between now and, and Survivor Series. And <laughs> no, guess who's she's gonna, back? She's going to win the belt, and the cage back is going to be. Back again. Charlotte's back. Callow the cage friend. is going to be ra- back, raising up, back. and Charlotte's going to come out with Vince like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot to tell y'all that this is a triple no. threat elimination match. There's going to be a finish, and all of a sudden, the ring's going to rip in half, and Charlotte's going to come out of the ring and like pull her ass down. And like, bring the rough out, bring the rough out. There's a new 24-7 rule for the women's championship. Well, Sasha has it. Um, we've talked about this before. This was something that I wanted to to bring up. I was watching the network the other day, 
and there was something on there with Becky and I was watching it and I, my mind got to wandering. She's been MIA on social media and everything since she left. Now, some people are more private with their private life. There, there's a reason for that. But just her, you know, if anybody remembers, just the stuff she was saying and tweeting after she announced she was leaving to go away. I told you then, and I still feel strongly about it. I don't think Becky's coming back. I really don't. I think she's done with wrestling. What are your opinions on? I know I just had a left field. I meant to say. I think I, I think she's still coming back. I think it's. I think it's one. It's focusing on her family, focusing on the pregnancy. We don't know how that's going. Hopefully, it's going going well. Um, I know others out there aren't going as easy as they should be. Um, so hopefully it is. But you never know, man. Maybe it's also a detox of hey, I'm going to separate things right now. And I'm going to people go MIA. So when I do pop back up, it really is a surprise and nobody's expecting it. You know, I, I hope you're right as a, as a big fan of hers, but her star was so high when she left. Like there's nothing else for her to do. She main event at WrestleMania. She's the first woman ever to be drafted first in all the drafts that WWE's had. She was the number one overall pick last year. She started getting roles in Hollywood after that crap-ass Marine movie they did with with Shawn Michaels and The Miz and all of them, which she was cool in. She <laughs> she kicked ass in that movie. Um, but when she was on Billions, you know, she was good on that. She's got a good personality. I don't know, man. I think I think when she's all when it's all said and done, maybe she comes back just to get her name out into Hollywood again, but. I think she'll go Hollywood before Roman does. And Roman ain't got much time left either before they come calling for him with the work he's doing. I mean, never know. This could be the, the Roman's last real big run. Especially after once he, when this cold minutes, Rock versus Roman. They're coming. They're coming. Um, Ali was revealed as the leader of Retribution. And I can't speak for you, but I could not give less of a fuck about this. I'm not an obviously Ali guy. obviously you can't speak for me then. I'm not an Ali guy. I never was like the whole thing with him getting injured and Kofi taking his place. I don't know what the storyline was supposed to be. I I doubt they were gonna have him fight Daniel Bryan Daniel at Bryan. WrestleMania. Um but just everybody acting as if this guy is like the next fucking big star in wrestling, I just don't see it. I really don't. To me, he's nothing more than like a mid-card intercontinental champion. He's like he's like Billy Kidman, man. Like that's that a good comparison. He's like Billy Kidman, Shane Helms. He's that that upper tier mid-carder. You know, he's that cruiserweight. He is. He's a cruiserweight. Yeah. Uh, but I I've never been on board with him. Even before that all happened, like he was like, okay, I fast forward his matches then, and I really don't care to watch him now. He does nothing for me on the mic or in the ring. Um, yeah, he could do some spots and jump, in, but so can everybody else. Like, that's not different anymore. That's not unique anymore. Before in the day, you only had a few people doing that shit and stood out. Now everybody's doing that shit, so you're just one of the crowd. Um, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what they do with it and if they tie everything from the last, you know, eight months in there, if they tie in the hacker into it all. Um, I think it was like overdrawn. I think it was like overdone, expected eventually to happen. And when it finally happened, it was like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the storytelling as far as how far 
back they tie this in. Um, but I'll be honest with you, the whole retribution thing, once they got the contract and once they gave them <laughs> their bullshit-ass names, I was checked out. I was done. They're eligible to be drafted on Monday, but they're here to wreak havoc. But, hey, we want y'all to participate in our draft. Like, if I'm trying to get retribution against the company, fuck your draft. Like, I'm coming out there. And we got women in our stable. We're going to whoop Stephanie McMahon's ass. For That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm coming out there, and I'm going to stop the draft midway. And, like, fuck y'all. We're going to do what we want to do. You can, not, you can not call our name. We don't give a shit. We're not going to yeah. do what you – we're going to go where we want to go. Yeah, the whole retribution thing. I, I was feeling, I'm not going to lie. I don't understand how retribution's biggest nemesis is the hurt business. Like, they're two heel factions. Now – They did the same thing with the Shield and the Wyatts, but they were both around for a while, and they kind of ignored one another, and they were a lot bigger than both of these two factions are. So then when that first face-off happened, it was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. But this is just like straight out the kitchen. Like, we're going straight to Retribution versus the Hurt Business. So I don't don't get that tie-in. I don't know who's supposed to be the bad guys and the good guy. I know. I, I think in that, in that story, it's not so much who's the good guy, and who's the bad guy. It's retributions fucking shit up and hurt. The hurt business is going, is the powerhouse is going to put them in their place. So I look at it as, um, Oh my God. As the correct, like, like, like that, that, that concept, not so much heel versus heel, but more of I'm um, put you in your place kind of thing. They're going to have Ali beat fucking Lashley for the U S title. What if it leads to Lashley going for the, the WWE title? That, that ship sailed. I want that to happen, but I'm not. I'm. They're not fooling me with that shit again. After, after Lashley dominated Drew McIntyre for two matches and then barely got beat because of Lana and whatever, and then the next fucking night Dolph Ziggler just shows up and gets a title shot. Like I'm, they're clearly not gonna have Lashley be world champion. Like I held on for fucking ten years waiting on them to give Sheldon Benjamin a run before he finally just said fuck it and left. I'm not doing the same thing with Lashley. They're not going to do that to me. Fuck them. (laughs) I refuse to be pulled into that. Refuse, Marty. You had to go make me mad. I got to watch these fucking cowboys again today. Fuck it all. I mean, here's the positive. You guys should all get a win again. Should have got a win last week. Should have got should have beat Seattle. Should have lost to the Falcons. There's a whole lot of shouldas with the Cowboys season. Fucking Jay, Jay, Jay y'all should have passed on Mike McCarthy. Jay was Jay from Talkamania was a Cowboys fan for like three quarters. He was watching the Falcons game. He told him and his kids, and he's like, "Yeah, I had to turn it off. They were they were horrible." I'm like, the one game they won, they actually made an incredible comeback, and your ass turned it off. Yeah, you couldn't be. You know what, Mike McCarthy? this, This ain't the Grey Cup. This ain't the Grey Cup. I'm not going to say you were right about Mike McCarthy. Oh, it's fucking... You better fucking sing that shit. But I tell you what, like, at least Jason Garrett clapped on the sideline. I feel like Mike McCarthy's just sitting there thinking about Chick-fil-A every time they no, show him. No, no, no. He's never, like, Mike talking. McCarthy's sitting, he's sitting there thinking, how can I fuck this game up? Yeah, how can never... I fuck this game up? Oh, we need to run the ball and just kill clock? Let's throw an interception. Oh, we need to, we need to like run our scores throw some passes oh we need to get some first down so we can win this game how about we run let's just run this is i tell you what going with his coaching decisions i know this ain't a football podcast but i will say more times than not i've agreed with some of the stuff that he's done 
Now, I don't agree with, like, being down by three points and doing an onside kick with four minutes left. That's just stupid. But I think that's I think that's more of him giving too much authority to the special teams guy. But a lot of it's his not, decisions. It's really not. Like, it, I'll just be honest with you. When it comes down to, like, close games and, like, two-minute drives and final like, closing minutes to win a game, he, like, he becomes dumb. Like yeah. just pure stupid. Like if you, I'm not gonna lie, dude. If you, so many years, I dealt with this shit. Like we'd be so like, oh, we're gonna get this. Super Bowl. We're gonna get this. He won and the Super he, Bowl. Not because of him. He was the coach that won you a Super oh, Bowl. I, so was Mike Sherm or my fucking Holmgren. So doesn't say. I mean, hey, Same but here's talk the thing. Bad about Mike Holmgren. No, 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 no. Hold on. Here's the thing. He was the coach that won a Super Bowl, but he didn't win the Super Bowl. The defense. Was the number two defense in the league last year, put playing the, the number together? one defense, and the, the 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 offense, the offensive players were a better offensive playing team than the, the Steelers. That's what won the game. Who's in charge of the offense? He was oh, fucking a. Aaron Rodgers was the one calling the making. Oh play. my god! Hold Could on, you slurp Hold Aaron Rodgers any all, fucking more? Mm. How you can do a podcast with Aaron Rodgers, jock? Shove down your damn throat like that. I don't understand it. I don't understand how your sound is so clear. That's what it should sound like. I'm, you know what? I'm sorry about saying that. I forget your parents listen to this. I don't know. You y'all, didn't fucking, y'all didn't give a shit on Friday night. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Were they watching that? <laughs> they fucking watched that all the damn time. Girlfriend was in the show. Family's always watched it. And you guys got this shit oh, coming Oh, you're up talking about uh, the nerd cat. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't me. That wasn't me. No, I know, but it was still fucking y'all that was your fucking. Boys. Oh man! They said they were gonna raid or whatever. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Like that's that shit? funny. Really? I couldn't hear I them. Back, then I jump back to the Twitch stream, and my fucking Skype isn't working, so my volume's not coming through. Maybe it was a good thing. Yeah. Uh, let's take another quick break, sixty seconds, and we'll be right back to talk more wrestling here on Boot to the Face. Welcome back, Boots of the Face, episode 108. Marty Vasquez, Chris Rucker. Hope you enjoyed that 60-second commercial ad. There were two commercials, meaning they were 30 seconds apart or 30 seconds apiece. And speaking of the number 30, look how far I had to go to tie all this in. Speaking of the number 30, we just celebrated 30 years of Jericho. How did you like the celebration on Wednesday night, Marty? And what's your favorite Jericho memory of the I, past um... 30 years? I enjoyed the 30-year Jericho 20 years ago when uh, when The Rock did it. Um, I, I enjoyed that better. Um, Are you saying it was a This Is Your Life? I, not, 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 not This Is Your Life, but I mean, did you not see the gift that MJF gave Jericho? I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. So if you didn't watch it then, it, it, the show ended with basic, a celebration. Um, but MJF comes out, they're all out in the ring, inner circles all out there. Jerick or MJF's music comes out. Right. He's like, no, 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 cut my music, cut my music. Uh, it's not about me. It's not about me. And he does a whole him back and forth to Chris. And he's like, I got a gift for you. And he gives him a gift. Or first it's a clown. And then he gives him Wasn't a gift. Wasn't it uh, like, Noel's boyfriend? That's what I think. I thought so too. I thought it was too. Maybe that's um, why Jericho hit him so hard. And then, <laughs> and then he gives him a gift and it's a wrapped gift. And it's, you know, opens it up, and it's a picture. Of MJF. Of MJF. Yeah. 
I'm like, I didn't, oh, that's cool. I remember that. I enjoyed Yeah, so I did enjoy it 20 years ago. Let me say when I said I didn't watch it, I wasn't saying it to be a smart ass. I was saying it because I was going back and forth between NXT and AEW. And when I saw the main event of AEW was Jericho and uh, Swagger against two motherfuckers I've never heard of before. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was just, I didn't know they were going to do a whole thing at the end of it. So I just never turned it back. And then I kind of saw the gifts um, online. But what's your favorite Jericho memory? What's your favorite uh, thing Jericho's ever done? I have a few. So as if you listen to our show for a while, Jericho's in my top three. Um, and three what? Top three favorite wrestlers, man. I'm just man. fucking with you. <laughs> uh, I, you, I, you, honestly, his, his debut in WWE has to be number one. Like that just, that was just one of the most fun moments ever. Um, the fact that it was with the rock, um, it was just, it was awesome. Uh, the night that he, he became the undisputed champion because he beat rock and he beat Austin. So, you know, Same unfortunately he beat both my guys, but, um, uh, I enjoyed that. Um, and then, yeah, that's, those were probably two of my favorite moments of Jericho's. Um, I enjoy the, uh, when he had the intercontinental championship and the European championship and they had the two out of three falls, um, that was I, I enjoyed that match, but I've always been a Jericho fan. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that his debut with WWE and his the night he became the undisputed the first undisputed champion those are two of my favorite moments. My favorite, and, and we moment. can't forget we can't forget the Shark Tank. Can't forget the Shark Shark Cage. Can't forget the Shark Cage. That's awful. My, you know, he Jericho's been funny and and really good at evolving over the years. I'm not such a big fan of the stuff he's done recently, but <laughs> my favorite memory of Jericho, if I had to just pick one, was when he was cruiserweight champion in WCW and he was feuding with, or he was trying to start a feud with Goldberg, and he had uh, security with him, and his security guy Ralphus, who just passed away a couple weeks back, I think. So I don't know if you remember this, Marty. You probably didn't watch it then. But Jericho had this huge, like, 350-pound guy with no teeth, and he would wear a halter top that said, like, WCW Security Ralphus. And Jericho would always come out with him, like, trying to start beef with Goldberg. That was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. And, of course, like, his feud with Dean Malenko. Everybody knows about the man of a 1,008 holds. Like, he was before his time back then. And then he just took that to WWE, and they actually let him run with it eventually after not getting a world title for years and years. Then he finally did. I mean, think about that. Like, Washington, when did he debut? He debuted in 99? 99. And so he couldn't have won the title until, like, 2002 or three because his first world title was the WCW title he won from The Rock. Mm-hmm. So it took him a couple years there before he became the guy, but – yeah, Just because a lot his, first, of... his first two years there was the Europe. He was going back and forth with the European Championship yeah. and the Intercontinental Championship between with him and China, him and Benoit and uh, and Angle. Like that right. feud, him and Angle was awesome. They even hit the one with him and Benoit, and then the fact all three of them got together. Uh, that was a that was a great for all. Because here's the thing: at that time, all three of them were brand new to the WWE. And they were they were giving clinics at that time, and it was fantastic. How about the WrestleMania match that Kurt Angle 
defended Boss his Eurocontinental title against them two in a triple threat two falls match. That's what I'm talking. That's the one I'm talking about. The two out of that fucking good was that. Yeah, poor Kurt Angle. He he was no win situation the whole time. But uh, Jericho, Uh, I mean mean, Jericho's like you said. I I I think Jericho's one of the greatest to ever be. And you know, it's not even you talk about his recent stuff and you know. What he's done with AEW's been, I thought, fantastic for what it's supposed to be. Um, but you can't even go further back. I know you didn't care for it, but his matches with um, Kenny and even his matches with Naito, um, that oh, man, his Wrestle Kingdom matches were fantastic matches. To be giving top quality matches he gave this long into his career, that, that, that I enjoyed those. Um, but it's, you know what? His his back and forth with with Stephanie McMahon Helmsley, oh my god, were some of the best. I mean, we got Hose Beast. Like we hadn't heard Hose Beast since Wayne's World, and we got Hose Beast on WWE. It was like, oh, yeah, he man. used to. He, I'm sure he would not have a big fan base right now if he talked to women the way he talked to Stephanie <laughs> back then. That was that was not good. <laughs> like when she, let's put it, when she got some augmentations done. And he, yeah. she came out like oh, Jericho was such a his comedy was just fantastic. Man, we could do a show on like Stephanie's fucking evolvement too. Like, remember when she was SmackDown GM and she was slutting it up? Like, they'd come back from commercials, she'd be bent over the table, and they'd like go up her backside, and then she went from basically being date raped by Triple H to G. Anyway, this ain't about Stephanie. It's about Jericho. Um. But yeah, like I said, most of Jericho's stuff I'm a fan of. I loved his run when he was the undisputed champion, how he would go around just bragging about that shit. I love how he still brags about it because I fucking would too. Like, you didn't just beat The Rock and Austin when they were on their way out. Like, they were both at their heights and you beat them. And in the same night. You beat them in the, in the same, same night. Now, there's a bunch night. of shenanigans that happened to go along with it. But uh, as far as like WCW guys go, even though Jericho, I mean, you still have to classify him as WCW guy. I mean, he was there for nine years before he came to WWE. I think ten years. Nine, nine who's years. A, who? Who's more of a WCW guy? Would it be Jericho or Austin? Because Austin was pretty, like he was. He was a mid Carter slash main eventer in WCW. Also, he never got the title. But I here's the thing: when you look at the two of them, I think Jericho is more of a WCW guy because people recognize him as WCW. Where when Austin was there, it wasn't it wasn't Steve Austin. It was a Stone Cold. Yeah, where Jericho was Jericho still. You know when what I mean? He came when when Austin came to WWF, they didn't give a shit about him. They had him being the ringmaster on like Saturday Night Shotgun, where the fuck it was called. And Jericho debuted with The Rock, who was the biggest star in the company at the time. So I think when Jericho came, he was a bigger name than what Austin was. So I, w- I would say just off of technicality, because Austin's not known as a WCW guy, even though he was, I think Jericho and, and, and the time it's also. Like, it's like Jer- when you classify, like you don't think Undertaker as a WCW guy. Right. Well, you know Austin's I mean? way more WCW than Undertaker ever. No, was. I know. But at the same time, like you don't, you just don't, you just don't classify it. You just don't but, see it that way. You know what I mean? Well, I'll put it like this of the the Monday night era, all right, because Jericho was on Nitro a lot. Right. Of the Monday night era WCW wrestlers, Jericho was the one that got pushed the most by Vince and WWE when they came over. I mean, Booker T was a world champion, but he was also a comedy act. Like Jericho was a 
they pushed Jericho to the top. He's got WrestleMania matches against Shawn Michaels, like beat Stone Cold and The Rock the same night. You know what I mean? He created the money in the bank. Like Jericho is probably the biggest Monday Night Wars era WCW guy to come over and be just be taken seriously when he got there. Absolutely. Because getting... even like, when you look at that, Booker T was there. And the only other person that really, besides like Benoit, like the only other one was like DDP. And DDP was in that, that feud with fucking Undertaker and Sarah. But no, like when you look at like individuals like that, Benoit got that push later. Um, but yeah, it was Jericho from day one had a push. Yep. You know, and it was right into inter- European, inter- intercontinental. And then um, he was right in the limelight. Like his debut, he debuted against The Rock. Like like John Cena debuted against Kurt Angle. You know what I mean? Like they debuted these. He got the, the rub from day one. Who the hell are you? Well, I told you my name is. <laughs> <laughs> Him this fucking a- top ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Bright when that, oh, that countdown. And the rock yeah. standing out there in his fucking nighty, like that little <laughs> tank top he used to wear with no damn britches with it, standing out there looking like he's ready. This come and get it outfit, like come on, rock. We need to have an down. episode where we just talk about like just the attitude era, like just just talk about it. I'm down. Talk about how overrated the attitude era is. No, not necessarily like the attitude era itself, but like the wrestlers. Little funny shit. I got you. Like, the, I mean, the wrestlers and like obviously attitude era for us was the Rock. You know that that was the Rock's time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just like the Rock and all his stuff and it was stuff like that. But his feud with Austin for the Intercontinental Title is underrated. I think. Yes. The Nation versus Austin, basically. That I think it's really underrated. Yeah. Yeah. When Rock, that was when, that was when I became a fan of The Rock was when he he was number two in the Rumble the year Austin won and he made it all the way to the end mm-hmm. and even then when I was more like I wasn't into wrestling the way I am now where I'm looking into stuff like that just like that night I remember thinking this guy's fucking good like he lasted that long and he got all the way to the end and then you start watching some of the shit he said and that was. I, I think I've said this before. That Royal Rumble was the night I went from being an Austin fan to a Rock fan. Like, I was a big Stone Cold fan at the time. And that was the night I was like, eh? eh. And when he threw Stone Cold off the bridge, off after Austin threw him, his belt off the bridge, like, I don't know. Just that whole, their whole thing. We could do a whole show on Austin versus Rock and how they paralleled with each other. Um, let's take one more final break, and then we'll come back, talk about a couple more things going on and get the hell out of here marty on boot boot to the face episode 108 stay tuned welcome back boot to the face episode 108 along with marty vasquez i'm chris rucker marty we talked about how seth rollins got drafted to smackdown and he made a comment that was making its way around the internet as far as working with matt riddle saying basically fuck him (laughs) i don't want to what in the hell? We didn't know they had heat, or did we? I mean, I didn't know they had heat until last night. Um, like, not only that, I, I don't know if you looked into it at all, but there's heat coming from the riddles, not just Matt, but his wife as well. Yep. Um, you know, and if I was Seth Rollins, I'd be saying, saying the same shit. Um, yeah, like, who the fuck's his wife coming out? Like, we talk about, uh, you know what? These wrestlers' wives, some of them just need to keep off the keyboard. There's, you know, there's a couple, 
that stand out. But to to call out the female roster and and then post a picture of one that's not even on the roster right now and, and the, the you know the words and terminology they use like really what's the point of that like are you trying to get some clout or or something to to grow your brand well i mean let's let's tell people what we're talking about just so in case people don't know matt riddle's wife put a picture it wasn't just becky but it was a picture of becky lynch and a picture of somebody else and she went on about how you know they get paid for how they look and they need to start doing squats and she's a mom of three and looks way better than them and i, I hate fat to, flabby and i hate to break it to her but <laughs> no <laughs> i'm trying to be i'm trying to be polite with what i'm saying but you're wrong like you don't look better than them sorry she looks she's in better shape than me though like i'll give her that like i'd kill to have matt riddle's wife's body but I don't want my woman looking like that. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just – it just adds to the whole – and then apparently Seth – or uh, Matt Riddle's been talking shit about Rollins since day one, going all the way back to Survivor Series, um, just talking shit about Seth Rollins to everybody on the roster and everybody backstage and anyone who's associated. Um it just adds more like before it's like, Oh, is he just trying to get over? Or is he just trying to call people out to try to get a feud, you know, with Brock and Goldberg and now Rollins like dude, just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like he's just, he's a dumbass. And like I get trying to push the thing and trying to get over ring, like problems going on. Yeah. Like there's just too much drama for this kid. Like grow the fuck up, dude. Like you already come off as an idiot and this just solidifies it for me. Like I had, I had an impression of the guy cause he reminded me of like his attitude and who and how he talks and his demeanor reminds me of a lot of people I grew up with. And the fact that now there's a third person he's like causing backstage heat with for the same shit. It just, it, it just reminds me. Yeah. This is the same douchebag that I grew up with. Like just shut the fuck up and get there and get paid. Like you're not even on, you're not even at the level of any of these wrestlers to even be talking. She's like, I don't know why people are on his, his fucking nuts so much. Like the dude isn't as good as everyone thinks. His mics suck. His ring work is good, but not great. His uh, storytelling is horrific. Um, yeah. I just don't get, I don't, I don't get the Matt Riddle hype and the fact that he's got all this bullshit going on with all these other people. Get the fuck on, man. Like shut the fuck up. I don't know who his uh, business manager is, but it's his wife. When you have three of the top stars in the company when they're there, Brock, Goldberg, and Seth Rollins, publicly saying they don't want to work with you, it's probably not the best business plan. Like, you might want to regroup and try another avenue, or else you'll be on SmackDown on Fox getting your ass whooped by Lars Sullivan. Just my Welcome back, Lars. I mean, this is just, is this not his, like, smackdown debut haven't we been waiting for him to show up on smackdown for like two years you know what we're not gonna do talk about lars sullivan <laughs> uh <laughs> apparently there was a meet and greet scheduled and scott hall was a little bit too inebriated to to get there um what the fuck is this about mark i thought <laughs> you didn't see this one? Oh man no i didn't so apparently he had a virtual meet and greet he was too drunk for a virtual meet and greet not only was he too drunk like they literally came out and said <laughs> they came out and said we will have him sign Scott Hall and Razor Ramon stuff, but just that. We'll just have him sign his name because inscriptions and everything else is not happening. Right now. It was 
and then the motherfucker got aggressive. He got aggressive and like did and would became just became a dick. And they had to like kick him out of the virtual <laughs> meet and greet. Like what the fuck, Scott? Like damn, bro. Hey, yo, Chico, you need to calm the fuck down, bro. Have I ever told you my story of meeting him on New Year's Eve? Uh, I don't. I think you have, but I, don't, I can't remember. So New Year's Eve, me and my wife, we we would rent like a hotel somewhere in Atlanta or outside Atlanta. A hotel, damn, yeah. bro, baller. Rent the no, whole just hotel. a hotel to stay in, and then we would go out somewhere around oh, like there. A room. We won't have to gotcha. drive. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the whole fucking hotel. Mom. I thought you were Rick Flair in it like, for a moment. I was like, like oh, bro, that, see right? the embassy suite over there? Yeah, that's ours. Like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I hear I am down in Atlanta staying at the fucking extended stay. You got a hotel money like that? Like, damn, bro. But we were uh, we were at this bar called Hemingway's, and we're all drinking, a couple of my buddies and their women and me and my wife. And, like, he just stands out. Like, Scott Hall is so big in real life, and he's got a big-ass head. And, like, I was looking at and this was years ago. This was before he did the DDP yoga thing. And so he was in, like, this is Bad like post-wrestling, like post-WWE. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think this was after. Yeah, yeah, This was after he got with DDP because I remember I was mad about it, and I'll tell you why. Um, and so I saw him, and I'm like, that looks like Scott Hall. I'm telling my buddies, and, you know, we didn't go fuck with him. So I'm in the bathroom downstairs, you know, getting some of the alcohol out, and the door just fucking kicks open. And there's only two stalls in this little bathroom, and it's me and Scott Hall, and, like, I look. And I'm like, yo, Scott Hall. He's like, what's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, just trying to get. And he's like talking and shit. And he's leaning. You know how you put both hands against the wall because you can't hold yourself up. So I'm like, yo, we got to get a picture. I got to get an autograph later on. He's like, yeah, man, I just can't do it with my dick in my hand right now. <laughs> I'm like, well, no shit, dude. I'm not talking about right now. I'm just saying, you know, before you leave tonight. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I was like, I'll even buy you a drink. This motherfucker comes stumbling up the stairs to get back to the bar. You know how drunk you got to be to fall up some fucking stairs? And that was I, what I he a, did. I have, I have, a, I have a, a, a text message from yesterday saying somebody had a problem going upstairs as well. So, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, he... Um, he leaves and I'm like, well, that sucks. Like I wasn't bent out of shape about it. Like I saw the guy was drunk, but it was at the time where it was at the time basically where he was trying to get back on track and he was in, he was in bad shape. And uh, a guy that I went to high school with, we were, we were talking about it and it was like, dude, he was so drunk that night. Cause they were, the guy I went to high school with was like performing that night and he was talking to Scott Hall and he was just like, I've never seen anybody like that, that drunk before. So that sucks to, to hear that he's doing all that shit again. He was kind of like that at uh, all in though, like at the end of all in and we were all at the hotel just hanging out in the hallway. He comes stumbling by trying to get pizza ordered to his room. Like he went to the front desk looking for pizza. Like we're sitting there taking pictures with Earl Hebner and people like that. And Scott Hall just comes shoving his way through the lobby. So yeah, Scott Hall. I can't talk. I get drunk all the time too. So we really all have drunk. our moments. Like really, really drunk. I was really drunk this weekend. Um, no way. You? Yeah. I'm still feeling that shit. That was Friday night. Like I'm too old to drink like that. 
I, I like. I'm not gonna lie. I bought a whole new bottle of whiskey for that night, and I didn't even pop it open. So I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty happy about that. I, I bought a whole. I'm kind. I'm kind of glad my Skype volume audio wasn't coming, wasn't working, or else I probably would have got fucked up. <laughs> J Bomb from Talkamania. So for people that didn't see, I don't even know if this was on the Twitch channel or not. You know. So yeah, go ahead. We were talking, and he was asking about his beard, and we were all just like making fun of him saying his beard sucks he's like well i gotta go to the bathroom i'll be right back and he comes back with this fucking magnum pi wannabe mustache he went to the bathroom and shaved his entire beard off and just left his mustache he calls his wife into the room and she was pissed he tried to blame it on me he's like it's ruckus fault he's making fun of my beard and told me to shave it you know what's funny is that i look at the picture and my name's still on the call i'm like i wasn't even on the call anymore but my shit was to, so I don't know what the hell Skype had me logged in or something. But I'm like, I didn't see that shit. I would remember seeing that shit. Yeah, that was uh, that was bad. Uh, New York Comic Con, Triple H says McIntyre and Reigns could be as big as Hogan versus Flair or Rock versus Austin. Huh. Thoughts. I, Triple I H is hanging have, out with I, Scott Hall, apparently. I think they can have a fucking great feud. But I don't think anything about that says icon versus icon. So legend versus legend. Like I think Roman would be great, but I think I think Mac would be great. But if you want to have Roman in that like that lifetime feud or that like the that feud that that his career making feud, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? The one that lasts like that stands the time. Like it's not McIntyre and and Roman Reigns. Like I, Rock and Austin. That's that's a feud that will last forever. Ro, or Hogan and Flair last forever. Um, I I don't see that with Roman and McIntyre. Not even one bit. I feel like once McIntyre loses the title, I mean, I I don't even know how much longer he'd be around. Um. Just taking the the comment for face and value I mean, around at the top. I don't mean like around in WB. He, he, I feel he's gonna be around for a while. I think what what he meant by Rock Austin was a career feud where they can keep running into each other the rest of their careers and and kind of go back and forth. I could see that. Oh no, he, he's actually saying like it's gonna be blockbuster status. Oh, yeah, and I I disagree with that. And and Hogan Flair. As big as that was in WCW at the time, I don't feel like it was that big in the world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was big in WCW. It wasn't like Sting and Hogan or Goldberg and Hogan. You know what I mean? I think I don't know, Macho I and like, Hogan was was like yeah, more. I feel like Flair was more of a a, a stepping stone for Hogan to kind of like take over WCW. Mm-hmm. I don't think that feud was nearly as big as it should have been. I think it would have been huge had they had their match at WrestleMania. They were supposed to, but that kind of fell by the wayside for whatever reason. But yeah, I agree with you, man. I don't, I don't see Roman and McIntyre being that kind of feud. And honestly, you know, I don't, I don't know who Roman could feud with to make that kind of feud besides bringing the rock back or Austin back or something like who out there, you right know what, now, to be honest with you, I think the one that could do it and he's at that veteran level and really haven't seen it too, too much of an extent to it. I think Randy Orton, 
I think Orton can have that feud with him because Orton's at the end of his career and still doing good, uh, great. Um, we've seen some mixings with them in the past, but nothing solid and long. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I think that could be that feud that they that they could go that route on. Um, but as far as everybody else, I don't think anybody else on the active roster could have that. I don't. I don't. I don't think Orton would work just because of the climate that we're in now with the fans themselves. Like they want to shit on Orton to begin with, even though he's kind of gotten loved lately, they still want to shit on Roman all these years later. So I think that would be a feud where people would just be like, Oh, here we go again with these two golden boys getting shoved down our throats. I don't think so. I think it gave you, it was long enough time between each other. And then they, a feud happened and nothing really like it wasn't a very big or long feud. And then like it, you know, something else came up in between, and then they like they came up again. <clears throat> I can picture that much. I can picture the two of them standing in center of the ring, face to face. I can I can see. I don't know. I can feel the crowd getting behind that. I I don't know. Like I'm just saying, searching out Roman's top nemesis. I don't think he has one. As long as he's been on top, a top guy, I don't think he has. I mean, one to be guy. honest with you, as Probably of right Seth now, Rollins. no. As of right now, it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but like when you look at when, when you look when you look, it has been. But when you look at when you look at like the 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 feud that he's had the longest that has been elevated to the to the highest level, and the one person that's been consistent in that, it's been Brock Lesnar. And here's yeah. the thing: Brock Lesnar always gets the win, but. But Roman's beat the fuck out of him in some of those matches and still taking the L. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's another part of who your top nemesis would be. Like, I mean, look at <laughs> Rock and Austin. Anything. How many times did it take Rock to beat Austin at WrestleMania? Three. Exactly. But he's beat so, him in other stuff, though. No, he, he has. Yeah, but, you know like, what I mean? Roman and Roman's and beat Brock other stuff, but he didn't beat him in the, in the, in the main event. Yeah, um, he, he, they've only had a handful of matches, and right. Roman's only won one of them. Rock and Austin had a bunch of matches, but at least Rock got wins over Austin. So it was more when you look at the totality of of Roman versus Brock, though, all you can like the first thing I remember is Roman just laying there after WrestleMania and Brock laughing as he's walking away with the belt. Like that was their feud. You always thought Roman was gonna win and he never fucking won. And even when he was supposed to win he still didn't win like when they crashed through the cage and technically he did win he still didn't win mm-hmm. and then eventually when he won at SummerSlam, it was so much bullshit surrounding it with braun Strowman and the money in the bank and that whole thing like i don't know i don't i don't think roman has a, a actual like like sting had flair rock had austin austin had rock uh jericho had the rock kurt angle had Triple H, um, Triple H had Mick oh, Foley. Man. That storyline, that was a good one. Yeah, like you, you name the greatest guys that did it, and they all had. Shawn Michaels had Undertaker. Undertaker had Kane. Right, <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like as of right now, even though the story isn't necessarily the story like the rest of them, when you ask that question. Brock Lesnar's still that guy. The, the yeah. story may not be like the story same as everyone else. I don't think that's good but, for Roman though. He needs a he needs. No, a I get that, but like his his feud with, with Seth isn't the same level as his feud with Brock. Shit, I don't think he's ever even been Seth one on one, has he? Seth always beats him. 
like when they wrestled. Seth came back and took the fucking title from him, and then Ambrose cashed in on him. (laughs) There's somebody that could be if well, he ain't coming back to WWE. He come back, but that would be pretty damn special. Um, what are your thoughts on what's happening for football this weekend? Um, I got no, I got no, I got no horse in the race this weekend. Yeah, so. I'm just praying the Cowboys can get a win. That's it. I just I don't even know what it feels like to have a lead in a football game. Like they've won a game, but I mean the positive there is the Packers have scored more points than anybody else, so it's fantastic. Well, averaging thirty, averaging you know like thirty five points and zero turnovers through four games. I I just want my team's defense to like be mediocre. Like, they're all-time bad right now. If they could just be middle of the road, like the 20th best defense, they <laughs> not win a lot of football games. Yeah. If they could just be 20th, we'd win a lot because our offense is that good. But when you're – like, they're setting records, man. Like, the Cowboys have been around since 1960. We're setting records for all-time bad Cowboys defense. They got time to turn it around. But I, I don't I – don't, I'm hoping they – they can use today's game to get right because eventually guys are going to stop like buying in. And then with COVID and shit like that, like imagine eventually people are going to be like, this shit ain't even worth it. Like whatever. We'll just wait till next year. No, fuck that. We can win the division and then see what happens in the playoffs. I'm calling it. They're going to turn it around starting today. Whooping Barry Frost, New York Giants ass. Anything else you want to get to before we get out of here, Marty? I just want to mention it, you know, uh, G1 Climax is coming to a close, a couple more nights. Um, there's, it's, it's shaping up. I don't know who's going to, I don't know who the final's going to be. Um, Let's pick it. Everybody's still in, in streaming range on both brackets and, or both blocks. Right now in the B block, you got um, Evil and Naito in the top spot with 10 points. And you got in the B block or A block, you have um, Jay White, Ibushi, Osprey and Okada all in those tied for the top spot right now too. Um, I think that <clears throat> I think the block, A block is a little more defined. It's gonna be between one of them, but then you have you know in the B block you have more people that just have you know in that in that next like one match away from from being tied with the rest. Um, there's been some good matches. I definitely tune in if you can like, over the next couple matches watching the final two matches in the final coming up next week. Um, but then uh, at the same time just. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, like, and I was talking to Robert Custis about it earlier. Uh, Juice Robinson's got a new look. I don't know if you've seen his new look at all, but he doesn't look like the hobo off the off the pier. Um, That's because he got that fucking. Oh, let me be careful. He, he Tony Storm's dressing him now. Put it like that. She's like, it, it you makes sense. That shit up. It you makes gotta sense. Clean that shit. Like you know, um, I was wearing football jerseys and like. All kind of bullshit. And then I got with a good woman. Now I got like nice clothes and shoes. You, and stuff you're wearing like a that, cowboy so. hat and I think a cowboy t-shirt. I'm doing right a now, fucking so. podcast right now, Marty. I'm not out in public. I'm literally in my. I'm pretty sure you, you, you've posted pictures in the same exact outfit. Just saying. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> that's why Mike McCarthy's better than this shit ass coach you got right now. Whoever that <laughs> That's why he's coach? got the. Joe Judge. That's why that Matt LaFleur has got the best starting record for a Packers coach all time. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So just to be clear, when Mike McCarthy won the Super Bowl, he had nothing to do with it. But now it's all Matt LaFleur is what you're saying. Well, it's actually he has turned things around there. And even Rodgers has come around to different things too. Just saying. There's a difference. 
Rogers, see, we talk but about Rogers. Rogers got, got rid of that negativity with Danny Kirkpatrick, and now he's playing better. Juice got that positivity with uh, Cakes McGee, and now he's looking better. And, and he's looking better in ring, too. Like, yeah. he's looking more serious, and his in ring work is looking like you just paying attention more and he actually is is more believable as as you know a higher level wrestler and right. before it just was it looked more like a gimmick wrestler and now he's not a and good woman so, behind get, get a good woman on your side and there you go i mean look at you marty not gonna deny that that was a compliment you you thought i was about to say something bad didn't you? i was waiting i was waiting face. i'm like okay what's this motherfucker say <laughs> Um, let's pick who's going to win. I'm going to pick Osprey. This is for to go to Wrestle Kingdom, right? It's for Wrestle Kingdom. I'm going to pick Will Osprey to win. Really? Yeah. Um, motherfucker's looking jacked. He is. I like Osprey. <clears throat> um, I have a feeling it's going to end up being um Jay White. Um, I hope it's not, but I, I think it is. Is Jay White uh, a, a a Wrestle Kingdom main event name though? He is. Okay. I mean, he was in the picture last year. I feel like if Jay, I like Jay White, but I, feel I, like I think Jay won, White's more. I think Jay White is more of a Wrestle Kingdom headliner than Will Ospreay is. Yeah, as of now, Jay White's got a better history and all that. But I think I like Jay White, but I think it's going to come down to Jay White versus Evil in the final. See, I don't like either of those names. And I think that it can be, it's going to be a split of the Bullet Club, especially with some stuff that's been going on. Right. And if they tied the whole Bullet Club storyline into it, I could see that. But just, I think Wrestle Kingdom, and this is, you know, I'm a, I'm a sometime New Japan fan, so I could be completely off base. But I think Wrestle Kingdom is kind of where WrestleMania was a couple of years ago, where people just want new faces in there. And if you keep putting the same guys in the main event eventually it's going to get stale so i could see it being evil but that was why i picked osprey because he's one of the names that hasn't you know been yeah but you gotta look at this way too who do you see matching up better with naito and i think i think when it comes out of that jay white's a better matchup for naito than osprey is i think osprey will have a better match with naito than than jay white would my only thing is the only problem with jay white is that when he's in them you get go to too or gato um you get Gato there, and I, I can't. He just annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah, and honestly, I'd rather the main event of Wrestle Kingdom not have all that Bullet Club drama in it. I mean, I don't know. I, I picked Osprey just because I, of all the names you listed that are still in the tournament, I'd rather see Osprey get his shot. I think. I know he had some outside the ring stuff when all that stuff came out. I don't exactly know what he's tied to and what he's not. Apparently, it can't be that bad because he's wrestling in the climax. Um, I don't know. I just, I'd rather see him win it and and get something fresh in there versus Naito. If Naito even still has the title, then. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much, only a couple months before Wrestle Kingdom, so they don't do too many events. So I don't see him losing it before Wrestle Kingdom. They got to build up Wrestle Kingdom, so you know what I mean? Unless they lose it to Alcada or something in that time being. Yeah, and that would just go back to the same old, same old. Right. As good as Okada is, you know what I mean? But put somebody else in that spot. Agreed. Uh, you want to give any shout-outs before we get out of here? 
Um, yeah, just uh, you know, give a shout out to Talkamania and Mike Farrell, Chaos Theory. Um, Talkamania, Jay and Dez hosting uh, FPC Friday night. Um, I think that's uh, that was pretty. That was fun. Um, see how that goes going forward. Maybe get a little more uh, organization there. Um, but other than that, you know, I had a, a good time. That was fun. That then how was that? A little less alcohol, maybe. I mean, yeah, it might help a little bit. You know, <laughs> um, that was a fun time. Um, Robert Custis, you know, <clears throat> always always wanted to jump in the and uh, message me in regarding uh, the. Uh, New Japan, and that's always fun to have someone talk to you about that. So I always appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's um, I got you know I I got to give a shout out to my girlfriend as well. Uh, didn't know this, but apparently she bought a bunch of shirts from whatamaneuver.net. Search boots to the face. Um, yeah, and she got those, and I didn't even know she ordered them. And then she had she got those delivered the other day. Um, so that was pretty cool. I'm glad. Thank you. You know, appreciate her ordering those, supporting us. Um, as well as everyone else who has as well. Um, also, if you haven't, you know, go to Instagram, follow us at boot to the face underscore on Twitter at boot to the face. Um, if you haven't downloaded or uh, subscribed and rated and liked us or commented anything, go to where you download your podcast, whether it's iTunes, Google play, Spotify, iHeart, um, the full press coverage, uh, full press radio, the app, um, leave like us, subscribe us, share us and review and rate us that we appreciate all the assistance on that as well as all the support that you guys have continually given us for over the last two years yeah and i'll say shout outs to uh all the fpc crew excuse me irish whip i was on their show on friday before we did the fpc stream uh doing a favor chick foley the meat boys um David Kyle, the Hoop Brothers, the Jay-Z Flair Show, like all these people that are constantly being positive in our space that we're in. Um, and as I always say, you know, if I left you out, I apologize. Uh, shout out to everybody that's bought shirts. You know, like you said, your girlfriend, I saw the picture you posted of her and the her and the kids wearing them. That was cool. Hopefully we don't have to stop cussing because they're listening. So. <laughs> she knows better than that than listen um and uh you know the female demo we talked about that on friday too the fact that you know we need to get i'm not lying man we need to get that shirt made what was the the what was it booties to the face booties to the face <laughs> booties to the face uh sheena just bought a shirt the other night while we were on so shout out to her for that and just thanks to everybody man we appreciate you listening I know this is a longer than a normal episode by a little bit, but yeah. So, uh, Marty, if you got nothing else, we will wrap it up. That's it, man. Let's call it a day. See you next week. Boot to the face, episode 108. I'm Chris Rucker for Marty Vasquez. Peace. Later. <laughs>